This is Alain's blogcast, episode number nine. This is the audio version of a blog post I wrote on the 11th of March. Normally, I want to have these um, published simultaneously so that the text version of the post has a link to this audio version right away. But this week kind of got away from me. Um, Aiden, my partner, ended up in emergency on Tuesday for seven hours hours. It was crazy. But it turns out that not only was he not having a heart attack, his heart is actually at basically a zero chance of having any kind of negative event. So he's in better health than we thought. So that's a plus. But my schedule got thrown out of whack. So here I am posting the the audio version late. So let's give this one a whirl. The post is titled... I've been off Facebook for over a month, and it feels pretty damn good. Aside from maintaining my Grace and Small Things group, I haven't been active on Facebook since February 1st, and it's been wonderful. I've struggled with my use of the platform for years because I'm a curious kitten and can't help reading up on its unconscionable abuse of our data, egregious violations of public safety around the globe, and the ever-widening scope of its newer real estate. Like, there's a data app, a dating app, the marketplace, Messenger and Messenger Kids, and yet more coming all the time. I think I heard this week they were thinking of starting a music streaming service on top of it all. I continued as a fairly heavy user of Facebook, both personally and professionally, because it was part of my job in some circumstances, and also because it kept me connected to family and the majority of the blogging community I became a part of beginning in 2003. I didn't know how to leave a platform that both made me money and kept me in touch with so many friends after the heyday of personal blogs and feed readers faded into internet history. In January, though, I just couldn't do it anymore. The constant barrage of misinformation being passed around as truth was exhausting, both psychologically and socially. So I took a closer look at the friendships I maintained primarily on Facebook, and I noticed that most of the connections were weaker than I thought. I wasn't going out with these people. We weren't texting each other outside of the Facebook universe. Many of them never even showed up on my timeline or I on theirs because of the algorithms. I was getting worked up about people whose voices I couldn't even recall. Looked at through that lens, I couldn't tell how much of our interactions were personal and how much were just a construct of the Facebook environment algorithmically banging us, or not banging us, together. It felt hollow and false. A manufactured sense of connectedness without the meat of it. We were handed what felt like control with lists and timeline choices and groups and whatnot, but we were still only being shown what the platform decided we should see that day. Facebook claims to connect people. But which people and when? Under what circumstances? Facebook decides. I felt like we were being thrown into pits together to see how we would behave under certain conditions to improve their ad revenue. We already know that they've done it before. In a lot of ways, we were trained rats handing over data for bare bits of affirmation. Shady terms of service, major privacy concerns, civil unrest, election manipulation, post-removal guidelines that seem to favor white men over women and people of color, an ever-widening scope, and on and on. It just all seemed like a really very terrible idea. Twitter's no innocent, and I could likely make some of the same arguments against it. But there's just so much wrong with Facebook, and at every turn they dig in their heels and try to do more of the same. Our behavior influences how others choose to behave, and I just didn't think I could justify normalizing Facebook as a matter of daily course. And yes, I know, I still have a group there. You can see this disentanglement as an ongoing and complicated process. So on February 1st, I held my breath and mostly quit. I assumed there would be a period of at least mild grief over the disconnection from the hundreds of people I hung out with there. But there wasn't. 
I occasionally wonder if a particular person is okay, and if I have their email address or Twitter handle, I check in. But for the most part, it's as though the whole span of years I was there is just gone, like so much smoke in the wind. Strangely, for a place I spent hours a week with people I'd been connected to there for a decade, it's like there was no there there. I did not miss it like I do places I've loved before. It's just gone, and there's no feeling in it. It's a relief, to be honest. The largely one-to-many style of communication that happened in Facebook comments was often stressful. There's nothing like someone's bigoted relative dropping in to set you straight, or watching opinion skew artificially extreme because the most emphatically correct person in a comment thread wins. I'm no longer bombarded by notifications, and then more notifications, and then newly invented notifications engineered to keep more of my time online on Facebook. Unnecessary knowledge, so-and-so's like so-and-so's post, and this person's going to an event I don't care about, and this unrelated page wants me to like it. They no longer eat up real estate in my brain, parsing my attention down into groups of seconds so it can employ me as a clicking robot to click this button, this link, this reaction, this invitation, that video. Enough click enough clicks keep their advertisers happy. More clicks keep them happier. It's been a month and nine days, now 13 days, since I stopped writing Facebook updates and waiting through notifications, and my brain is starting to flower its own mini-renaissance. I'm writing more, reading more, and experiencing less social stress online. After years of feeling anxiety about my commitment to that platform and its other users, it turns out that it's a lot easier and sweeter to leave than I thought possible. I miss some of the people with whom Facebook was our only connection, and there were a couple of groups I found particularly helpful, but the payoff for not being there outweighs the FOMO fear of missing out. There are no noticeably empty holes in my days where there was once Facebook. It's not there. It's like it was never there. And I wonder how they managed to build a place I could spend a decade in and not feel a a measurable loss. Google Reader, an RSS feed aggregator that told us early blog readers when blogs we followed were updated, it ran for under eight years and did basically one thing until 2013. And I never stopped missing it. Google Reader connected me with a world of people through their blogs more intimately than Facebook's extraordinarily manipulative interface ever has, making Facebook truly remarkable for its lack of actual personal impact on me post-mortem. And while Facebook gaslights my decision to quit with emails about all kinds of unnecessary notifications, it's still managing to manipulate me, only now it's to wonder if there's something wrong with me that I don't feel more of a loss. Facebook is akin to the abusive partner who isn't happy unless they're sad, fearful, or in some kind of need, even if that need is borne by a fabricated reel of unrelenting notifications. I don't know what events I'm missing or whose relatives are the most racist anymore, but I'm freer from Facebook's manufactured connections and ever-changing hierarchy of things to click, and I'm free from its continual training to become a better clicking robot for its data gathering. I don't know what the future holds for Facebook, but it's highly doubtful that its efforts will be praiseworthy, and I'm relieved to be through with most of it. It feels pretty damn good. And aside, this post did not go where I intended it to. I intended to write about what it's like to manually delete your life on Facebook in reverse chronological order, because that's what I've been doing, the fortitude it takes, and and the introspection it conjures, but that will have to come later. I could write a whole damn book on that. And you can follow up this post with, um, I'll put it in the notes, it's 10 articles about Facebook. It's basically uh, one big warning about why it's terrible for you and the world as we know it. Um, So enjoy, and thanks for listening.